May this be a time of grace and growth to rid ourselves of those things that separate us from those around us, to be converted, to bring ourselves into connection with those with us, and yes, communion, for then we will find healing. From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's Podcast Sunday Series, a show that highlights weekly reflections from Old St. Patrick's Church. During Lent, we may use this time to give up a bad habit, make a small sacrifice, or add something new to our day to help others. These small actions help build up our moral muscle because when we do the little things right, it'll be easier for us to do the big things. So today, Monsignor Velo reminds us to use the next 40 days to step back, reflect, and heal so that we can come into communion with one another. Join me for a few moments as we take an excursion here from Old St. Patrick and from the minds of those who are joining us on live stream. I'd like to take you to Appalachia. Really, there they call it Appalachia, but the correct pronunciation is that, but we say Appalachia. I take you there because it is a broad section of our country, stemming from many states, but in particular from lower Ohio, Kentucky, into West Virginia. I visited there during my time serving the rural missions. There I traveled through the bends and the curves and the long places to see what happens in that impoverished area of our country, a rural area. And looking at the housing stock, sometimes there were small trailers that you might see following a car where people live. Sometimes you might see a manufactured home, or you might see some other homes, never two stories, just one story ranch, small hovels, because the people are somewhat impoverished, many below the poverty line. Driving through those areas, I remember seeing something in the back of the houses. There was usually a shed or a building or some sort of edifice. The religious woman who was taking me through Appalachia said, do you know what those are? I said, no, maybe for farm equipment maybe for guarding tools, said, no, those are pouting houses. Pouting houses. Not pouting houses for indoor plants. Or, no, pouting houses. You see, the people of Appalachia live very closely. Uh, Mother-in-laws live with the children and the grandchildren. They don't go on vacations. They don't go out for dinner. They don't go to the mall on Saturday afternoon. They don't go very far from the land as they work the land. And frequently, the angry word from the son-in-law, the difficult word from the spouse, the child acting up, then they go into what is known as the pouting house. There in the pouting house, they spend some time. And maybe the man works on his tools. Maybe the woman works on her yarn. Maybe the young student reads his books and assignments, and after a period of time, they come back into the house, sometimes a formal reconciliation, but many times, just after everything cools down, to go on live a week after a week. The pouting house. Last Wednesday, each and every one of us, through the call of Ash Wednesday, whether we received ashes or not, were called to this season of Lent. 
We were called to enter the pouting house. Yes, the pouting house. And today, the first Sunday of Lent, we hear this gospel. If you will, Jesus was in the pouting house. Not to work on tools, not to work on yarn, not to work on books, but more than that, for reflection, to understand, to pray, to come into contact with nature, more his human and divine natures. And he was tempted, tempted to put stone into bread, tempted at the parapet of the, the temple, tempted on the high mountain to see all. Forty days, forty nights. It really wasn't forty days or forty nights. Maybe it was, but forty in Scripture is an unknown number. So Jesus was in the pouting house. Jesus was in the de desert, there to be tempted. And I was thinking about that in, in terms of temptation. We come here, uh, many different suburbs, the city. We come here in the 34th Ward, but we're also part of a larger community. We're listening on live stream. Different genders, different nationalities, different ethnic backgrounds. And the one thing we really do have in common, yes, we're all human, but we all have temptations. Everyone has temptations. Not to turn a stone into bread or to be on the parapet or to be at the high mountains, but small or big temptations. In my remote preparation for this homily, I was thinking about how we have to get into the pouting house, to understand, to get to the very kernel of who we are, that golden kernel, to understand the goodness of God reflected in our lives and the lives around us. We're called, in a sense, to conversion, to connection and communion. But I was thinking of a particular group as I continued my remote preparation. You see, last Wednesday I had lunch with someone who I knew for 40 years. He took out a couple coins from his pocket. They were gold coins in color. And he showed me them. He said, what do you see there? One, I saw round circle with inscribed in the center 33. And then I saw around the small coin, to thine self be true. He told me he's been in the program, Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, 12 step for 33 years. He hasn't broken that. Then he showed me the other coin. He said, this 33 year is here, but the harder one is here. And he showed me one month. He said it was harder during that month to give up what I had, to move forward. And I was thinking about each and every one of us, the temptations. And then I was thinking about all those in the 12-step program. And the 12-step program isn't only for alcohol. It's for substance abuse. It's for gambling. It's for sexual things. It's for all sorts of different addictions that people have. Get shopping. Spending. Yes, in a sense, we all have addictions. Whether we need to be in a 12-step program or not, we're addicted to anger. We're addicted to selfishness. We're addicted to money. We're addicted to greed. We're addicted to impatience. Impatience. I've been a priest 50 years. That's the most mentioned sin of all the confessions I've heard through five decades. Impatience. We're addicted to all these things. And the temptation is there. 
and we're called to some sort of healing. Here at Old St. Patrick, we talk about conversion. We talk about connection. We talk about communion. Those in the 12-step program have to go through conversion. Those first months are so difficult. Sometimes with the reliance, sometimes the, the process of getting the toxins out of their system if it's substance abuse. The first month to do without that which they had become so familiar. Yes, the temptations. And the temptations that we have, that we find ourselves looking inside of ourselves to see who we really are, who we are within community. It's in the context of community that people are healed. People go to a therapist and speak about their problems. People get in a group and speak about their issues. People come together and talk with people who have other problems and they come together. It's really conversion, connection, and communion with one another that heals. We're called to the pouting house. I don't know about you, but this Christmas I received a number of Christmas cards and New Year's cards well into the new year. And I say that to you now because we're four days into this season of Lent. But there's still time to look at our lives, to see conversion, connection, and communion. That which would bring healing to us. Maybe we do not need the serious reconciliation that one might have through a, some sort of addiction. Maybe we don't need the serious healing that one might have because of the past. No matter what, we're all human and we all have temptations. We're invited into the pouting house. May this be a time of grace and growth. You know, those in the 12-step program have a four-letter word. It's called halt. You always have to worry about hunger, being hungry and angry and loneliness and being tired. They also say, don't let anyone live rent-free in your mind. The last thing they say so often is, take each day as it comes. We have 40 days, just a few less than 40 days, until we celebrate the great feast of the resurrection, the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, suffering is death and resurrection. May this be a time of grace and growth, to rid ourselves of those things that separate us from those around us, to be converted, to bring ourselves into connection with those with us, and yes, communion, for then we will find healing. As the season continues on, I have a blessing for you. It's a simple blessing. It's a special Easter blessing I've used through the years. It really reflects what happens on Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. The blessing is simple, one easy for each and every one of you to remember, and yes, perhaps to offer to others. Because you know, we're all tempted. You know, we all have to go to the pouting house. We all have to go to the desert. We all have to be part of groups for that healing. The simple blessing, may you live in Christ's love. May you die in Christ's arms. May you rise in Christ's glory. Amen. 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 Time now for announcements and events. 
Our second annual Shamrock in the Block is less than two weeks away. We hope you'll join hundreds of friendly people for a pint and a jig and a toast. This family-friendly event will include beverages, tasty pub fare, live entertainment, activities for kids, and more. The party will take place on Saturday, March 11th. To purchase tickets and a pot of gold raffle ticket, please visit oldstpats.org slash shamrockintheblock. For 2023, Encounter Young Adult Ministry and Music Ministry are partnering together at OSP to host a series of one hour of adoration and music to provide a space for deep reflection. They'll take place in the church on Wednesday, March 1st at 7 p.m., Wednesday, March 15th at 8 p.m., and Wednesday, March 29th at 7 p.m. Another great opportunity this Lent is to join theologian, poet, and storyteller Jack Shea for the Go and Do Likewise Living the Gospel sessions every Sunday in Lent. These 30-minute sessions will offer time for quiet reflection and conversation in small groups. In engaging in these dialogues with the gospel and each other, we hope to surface new insights to help deepen our faith, as well as to identify new actions that will enliven and build up community among us. These sessions will take place in Fellowship Hall, and no registration is required. Join us as often as you wish. And as a reminder, our next At the Crossroads Speaker and Discussion Series is March 8th. We invite you to join us to learn more about the acclaimed Folded Map Project that visually connects residents who live at the corresponding addresses on the north and south sides of Chicago and investigates what urban segregation looks like and how it impacts Chicago residents. The talk will take place in Old St. Patrick's Church Fellowship Hall at 625 West Adams. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. for refreshments and informal gathering. Thank you for listening to today's episode. The homily was originally given at the 9 a.m. Mass on Sunday, February 26th by Monsignor Ken Velo. For more information about all resources available, visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Old St. Pat's app. Find us on Twitter at Old St. Pat's and on Instagram at Old St. Pat's Chicago. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast. Thank you.